date of recording, the 9th of June, 2021. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedanta Kari. For today's episode, we're talking about censoring yearbook photos. And my guest for today is Katie Logue. Hey, Katie, welcome back to the show. Hi, it's great to be here again. Of course, do you just want to really quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So like I said, my name is Katie. Um, I'm currently at the University of Central Florida, majoring in hospitality management. I'm going to be graduating in December. Um, I'm very familiar with the St. John's County area. I have ties to there because I went to eighth grade at Landrum Middle School, and then I went to high school at Allen D. Neese High School. So I spent a good chunk of my later education in the St. John's County area. It's funny that you mentioned graduation because I'm also graduating in December with my bachelor's degree. Nice. <laughs> and the last time we spoke, it had been two years since high school, and now it's been three years since high school. Yep. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, both of us went to uh, school, uh, middle school and high school in St. John's County. And Katie, when this scandal broke about uh, Bartram High School censoring yearbook photos, it exploded everywhere in the local news. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was it like to, you know, see a place where, you know, you're super close to be featured in international news even? Honestly, I, I was very disappointed, but, you know, I'm not super surprised. I just, I'll, I'll admit seeing Japan cover it took me a little aback, but I don't know. I'm just not surprised by what I saw just in the five years that I spent going to school in St. John's County. It's very evident that their dress codes are draconian so it's something I've gotten used to and it's just a shame that they haven't updated it at all since I graduated I think I saw Jimmy Kimmel talk about this on his show yeah (laughs) but it stinks because this isn't even the first time that St. John's County schools have made such big headlines I remember um I think it was our sophomore year when coach Downs got fired like I remember seeing George Lopez share something about it like the county just can't seem to catch a break these days (laughs) Yes, and I saw uh, Younes, for those of you who don't know, she got fired and uh, imprisoned for having sex with a student, and it made it into, I think, a Watch Mojo video of top 10 teachers who are fired. I'm sure there are plenty of people who don't know the full extent as to what happened. So, Katie, would you mind just explaining very briefly what happened with the Bartram yearbook photos? Um, yes, I don't know every single detail, but based on like articles that have skimmed, it seems that there were multiple girls who were in dress code for their yearbook photos, but a random faculty or staff member just like looked at them and personally decided that she thought they were dressed inappropriately. So she went and digitally altered their photos without their consent, not even telling them. And so when the yearbooks finally came out, all these students saw that their pictures had like these black squares covering their chest areas, these very awkward edits where like, I think it was a girl in a plaid shirt and it was this very, very shoddily edited picture that just took a part of the shirt and pasted it over her chest because what because part of her chest was exposed but again I'm very familiar with the dress code rules of St. John's County and pretty much every picture that was shown the girls were in dress code so this was really just one faculty member just using her own personal biases and ruining these girls photos for no reason. (laughs) Oh no I feel so bad for these girls because I mean, I'm, I think one or two of them gave permission for their likeness to be used, but can you imagine being that girl, these girls and being their family members and seeing them plastered all over the world news because of this? Yeah, I noticed that some of them had their faces shown and then others had their faces blocked out. So I'm assuming that the ones who were shown, they gave consent for their pictures to be used. 
but I, I'm sure that they probably had no idea that it was going to blow up that much. And it must be very distressing seeing these pictures in Japan and all over the world and on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. <laughs> yes. And so before this episode, I sent you a bunch of examples. So are there any particular ones that stand out to you as similar or just disheartening to see? The tuxedo for the senior portrait that got left out. I think that's a little interesting. I don't really know why they would leave them out just for a tuxedo. I mean, what do they have a dress code that says that girls can't wear tuxedos? I, I just don't really understand some of these rules. I'm just curious about what their reasoning behind it was. I don't know if they considered it cross-dressing or something, but again, like I don't <laughs> I don't see that big of an issue with it. It's not like it's inappropriate. It's it's a tuxedo, it's a nice outfit. <laughs> when you think about it, a tuxedo is like a blazer and dress pants, which is something that women wear in the workplace all the time. I'm, I mean, when I did my internship at Visit Orlando, I would wear stuff like that. So what's wrong with a tuxedo? I mean, you still got the blazer and the pants. It's just the shirt and the bow tie to match. I mean, it just seems a little archaic to me. Yes. And I know plenty of women who wear tuxedos or suits in the workplace. Like I'm, I work at a college TV station. I mean, not work, but I'm at a college TV station and plenty of our female anchors wear tuxedos and suits on a regular basis. I don't know what the big deal is. One that you and tons of other uh, female students, both current and former can relate to is shoulders. You have to yes. cover your shoulders. <laughs> the, so I did read the Utah one and I'm not surprised by that in the slightest because that was Nisa's rules up until senior year, I think. It was only my last year that they finally eased up on the shoulder rules, but still didn't ease up on the skirt and short length rules. But Yeah, I'll just quickly summarize it. So uh, there was this high school in Utah where they added Photoshop clothing to cover quote-unquote bare clavicles and shoulders, end quote, in the yearbook photos of at least seven girls. And I don't know, like, as a guy, I've never been attracted to women's shoulders. I don't know why that's a thing. It really isn't. Honestly, I really don't think it has anything to do with guys being attracted to shoulders. I think that these people just want to exercise control. And, I mean, if they really honestly think that shoulders are inappropriate, I mean go to a office workplace, you'll see plenty of people wearing tank tops. And that's usually their excuse is that they're trying to teach students to dress professionally in a professional environment. But honestly, there's nothing unprofessional about shoulders or a tank top. <laughs> I actually have a theory. So you know how in the 80s, you had shoulder pads? Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's where it might have stemmed from because back then, you know, shoulders were these sexualized things, or at least things that people paid attention to. So maybe that's where mm -hmm. the whole shoulder attention theory came from. Yeah, that might be it. And honestly, maybe with how, how old some of these faculty members are, maybe if that's really their own personal bias, but I feel like you kind of just have to step back and read the room. Like most people really aren't aroused by shoulders and still like in the Florida area, it's very hot outside and to expect girls to constantly be very wearing like high necked tops and cardigans all the time just isn't realistic. <laughs> It isn't. And I guess now we can segue into your personal experiences with uh, high school dress code. So what was that like for you? It's interesting because I didn't grow up in Florida. I grew up in Massachusetts and elementary school in sixth and seventh grade. I never had any sort of dress code issues. I remember in sixth and seventh grade, they, cl they claimed that the school had a dress code and it was like the standard tank top strength can't be any wider than two fingers shorts have to be fingertip length. But 
literally nobody enforced it. Like I would wear shorts that were a lot shorter than that. And literally nobody would say anything. I was just used to that. And, you know, I mean, Massachusetts weather is a lot colder and more temperate, I guess, than Florida. So I, when I moved to Florida, I don't think I would have assumed that it would be so much more strict. And then me going into eighth grade at this new school and finding out that I can't pretty much wear any shorts or tank tops or dresses that exceed a certain length and the four inches. I mean, that's really hard to find because <laughs> it's so specific, but it was very difficult for me. And it was also really just awkward trying to find all these clothes to wear that would meet their dress code rules while also preventing me from getting heat stroke. <laughs> In Landrum Middle School, that was an indoor school, so it wasn't as much of an issue. But then you go to Nice, which is an outdoor campus, very similar to college, like walking outside between buildings to get to your classes. It's a lot more difficult having to wear long pants and cardigans all the time when you're in the heat sweltering. And I personally was never dress coded, like formally, like they never gave me the form or sent me to ISS over it or anything, but there were like definitely a few times where maybe I would be in the cafeteria and taking my cardigan off for a second because I was hot. And then one of the deans would like make eye contact with me and like give me a look that was like, put that back on. <laughs> and I would just kind of like roll my eyes and be like, okay, whatever. And a few other times I remember I would be wearing a sundress that maybe was a little shorter than four inches above the knee, but again, whatever. And they would, these faculty members would just give me these really dirty looks and then be able to like, and that's definitely not four inches above the knee. I better not see you wear that again. And I'm just like, is it okay? Is, what, what the hell? <laughs> yes. Is it true? I mean, this is just something I've heard is that some of the dress coders, like the faculty, they like use rulers. Is that true? I, they personally never used the roller on me, but I've talked to other girls where they did slap the roller on their legs. So it's definitely something that happens for me. I think they would just like look at me and be like, oh, that looks short. That's definitely not four inches. I'm going to scold her. <laughs> yes. And I want to mention one thing really quickly is that I agree with the idea of a dress code, but I feel like from a guy's perspective, I feel like there's this double standard where right. guys, you know, as long as it's nothing like vulgar on your shirt or clothing, you're good to go usually. Mm -hmm. There's a ridiculous double standard when it comes to boys and girls at schools. There's definitely more rules surrounding girls compared to guys. And um, people say that there is a double standard and that they don't enforce it on guys equally compared to girls. Um, no. I don't really remember seeing many guys get dress coded when I was at Nice. And I actually visited Nice recently because one of my former teachers asked me to do a presentation for her class about my experience at college. And some of the students were talking to me and they were saying that they personally saw boys wearing very short shorts definitely shorter than four inches above the knee and nobody ever said anything to them but then they were personally get yelled at by faculty members if their dress was riding up a little and you know i honestly believe it it feels like they would never be as hard on boys compared to girls another thing i want to mention is that you know that whole finger length thing katie i don't know if you can really uh corroborate this as much as i was hoping but i feel like with taller taller women it might be harder to like yeah. have that and I think that's why they do the four inches in St. John's County because, you know, fingertips is very vague and it's also not fair because some people have long arms, some people have long legs, and that's going to make the rules apply differently to different people. So I think they just implemented the four inches. So it would be the same for everybody, no matter what. And either way, I still think it's stupid because if you look at four inches above the knee, that's very long. And at least for 
girls, it's very difficult to find shorts that are four inches above the knee because those are basically Bermuda shorts, <laughs> which really isn't typically something worn by girls. It's more of a guy thing. And don't get me wrong, there are Bermuda shorts for women, but it's just, it's not really as common for us to wear compared to like short shorts or like high-waisted shorts. I feel like, and you know, I don't have like a hundred percent experience or knowledge or confirmation on this, but I feel like there is no perfect in between. Like they're either too short or too long. And uh, my sister went to middle middle school in the late two thousands, and mm-hmm. at that time, you know, they didn't really sell those. Um, like I remember, my sister had a very hard time finding clothing that you know wasn't too tight, wasn't too short. I feel like right. today there's at least a little bit more variety, but still a huge problem. Yeah, I, it was hard for me, especially going into eighth grade, just because I never had to deal with any rules like that before. And I remember finding at least one pair of shorts that fit the four inches rule, but they were not flattering on me at all. So I didn't really wear them that much. So I pretty much stuck to wearing long pants and dresses when I really wanted to wear something cooler. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about uh, how Bartram Trail High School students felt uncomfortable while being accused of dress code violations. And it says, uh, this was some Friday in March, it says 31 girls received dress code violations. See, that's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, I really doubt that that many girls were inappropriately dressed. I really think it's just their very, very strict and unrealistic expectations. Yes, and uh, here's an actual quote from a student there at the time, it says, quote, some guys were wearing crop tops and tied up their shirts and didn't get dress coded, which is crazy, end quote. Yeah. And there's an actual statistic uh, from one day. It says seven girls and five boys were cited for dress code violations. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, I believe the story said something about the male teacher being very inappropriate toward the girl who was wearing the hoodie. I, I believe he asked her to unzip it for him, which... Seems very, very inappropriate to me for a teacher to be saying to a student. It um, it kind of reminds me of something that happened to me freshman year. Um, I remember it was my science class and I was wearing a skirt that, you know, it was just a simple skater skirt and definitely wasn't inappropriate length or anything. And he just made some, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he made some comment about it being too short. And like, I was just standing up and he definitely embarrassed me in front of everyone and I really didn't know what to say at that point. He didn't send me to the office or anything, but he was still like making comments about it being too short. Like, it's embarrassing. I, I totally understand how this girl probably felt. I, I really don't want this to keep happening to girls, though, so I do think that something needs to be done, and they need to really reevaluate how they're looking at these rules and how they're making them. Yes, and so going back to the yearbook example, are there any specific examples you can think of where... Uh, the student faculty or board might be more justified to censor something? Yeah, if someone's wearing a shirt that maybe says something inappropriate on it, or if someone's wearing something that really is something that you wouldn't wear in a professional environment, then I could see it. But like I said, every girl in the picture was wearing something that was perfectly perfectly acceptable to wear in a high school environment. The girl was wearing a tank top with a cardigan over it. Another girl was wearing just a plaid shirt. I mean, I don't really understand what the issue was, just if the woman thought that their shirts were too low cut. But again, it's not like those girls were just letting it all hang out. It looked perfectly fine to me. And I, they were in their dress code. So this one faculty member, I think it was totally inappropriate of her to just decide that she personally thought what they were wearing was inappropriate. So she edited their pictures, even though 
the county said what they were wearing was fine. Mm-hmm. A good example I can think of is from this article from 2007, where it says that there were pictures of students drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana. And so right. for that reason, they took those out. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by that. Um, personally, that's not something I would put in a yearbook. I noticed they were saying that they wanted to show everything going on on campus. So I'm assuming if they were trying to do a more rough look at high school instead of just the good parts, but, and if they were going for that kind of a thing, more power to them, that's probably not something I would want in a yearbook. And I can kind of see why some parents were upset by that. (laughs) Like maybe not, you know, glorify the wrong things that your students are doing. Yes. And another thing I want to talk about is that uh, there's a lot of censorship also of, say, LGBT couples. Like uh, this article from, yeah, this is from January to February 2003, where there was a high school couple in Illinois that were voted cutest couple, but they were lesbian. And so because of that, the school delayed publishing the names and photos. But (laughs) 60 students walked out of protest and even after after the girls' parents voiced to support, the school administrators finally decided to give them the cutest couple award in the yearbook. I mean, it's good that they finally gave it to them, but yeah, why are you delaying it by that much? And the fact that there even needed to be a protest is kind of telling that maybe some schools are really lagging behind on things like that. Honestly, I think it's just homophobia. That, that's yeah. yeah, it's stupid. Uh, I guess the next one I want to talk about is a little bit more gray area where a student's shirt was censored in a yearbook because it said MAGA on it. I don't want to get too political, but I feel like students should have the right to wear something like that if they want. I mean, it's one thing if your shirt has racial slurs on it or derogatory comments, but, you know, MAGA, it's just a political thing. I mean, if would you censor it if someone was wearing a Biden shirt? I mean, probably not. Exactly. So I think there is some double standard going on there. And just like with the double standard with dress codes, I think that everyone should be subject to the same rules equally. It's just only fair. And I found another example, not exactly uh, LGBT or politics. Uh, I guess this is the final example I want to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. Utah, again, Utah. Second example (laughs) with Utah. In 2014, there were girls who had raised necklines, added sleeves, and removed tattoos from their photos. And this only happened to the girls in the photo because it was considered inappropriate and distracting. See, like, do their dress codes say that you can't have a tattoo? I mean, because it's legal for, I believe you can get a tattoo starting at age 16 with parents' consent. And then once you're 18, you can just get one on your own. So I don't understand how you can regulate that if someone wants to get a tattoo i mean that's their business and how are you going to regulate that at school yes and katie you're a communications major i believe at college right i'm minoring but i do take communications classes yes and so there's the argument that uh, high school students don't have the same rights to free speech in say student publications like a yearbook or newspaper because they're minors whereas college students there's the argument that they're adults and so they have the freedom i was wondering if you had any thoughts about that Um, Personally, I've never taken classes that really talk about that with maybe the exception of my 12th grade government class, but um, usually they do say, at least like for high school students in school, yes, you don't, there are certain exceptions to your rights that you kind of forego in a school environment, but I believe in most cases, I mean, freedom of speech and religion are not those ones that are like exempt. So yeah, it's just kind of difficult to say, because I don't, 
I don't personally know how they pick and choose which rights they're going to actually strip from students or not. I do know in college, that's definitely not an issue anymore because compared to like high school student government, government, college student government is more of like an actual governing body that actually has a judiciary community that will oversee different cases brought upon them by students and basically just represent them and, you know, fight for their rights. And I can tell you right now, that's not going to happen in a high school, but it is different high school versus college. You aren't going to have as many rights in a high school environment compared to college, but that doesn't mean that students in high school shouldn't be allowed to to freely express themselves as long as they're not being vulgar or derogatory in any form. Gotcha. And so I know we covered a lot in this episode. So what do you think needs to change in like student yearbook examples like this one or even school dress codes? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I think they need to reevaluate their dress codes because especially when you're in Florida, it's ridiculous to constantly expect girls to wear cardigans and long pants or long dresses when it's 95 degrees out. And I really don't think that there's anything inappropriate about wearing a pair of shorts or a short sundress to your class. (laughs) And regarding the yearbook thing, I hope that faculty member who did this gets reprimanded because it's inconsistent because everything that those girls were wearing was within the St. John's County dress code. So the county says what they were wearing was fine, but then this one faculty member randomly decided she didn't think what they were wearing was fine. So she just went against the county and edited these pictures without anybody's consent. And that's a problem. And there really needs to be some consistency regarding things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause everyone should be on the same page with what the dress code is. And my, my, I talked to my parents about this. I mean, my mom is all for dressing appropriately in that kind of environment. And even she has spoken out about, about how some of these dress codes are because she would agree like dresses that I would wear would be perfectly acceptable. And yet the administrators would still be scolding me for it. And I really think in a, in the case, especially in the case of Florida, like I've said, I think that there's nothing wrong with wearing shorts and dresses as long as they're not exceedingly inappropriate looking. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing we want to men- I want to mention is to be aware and even confront bias because I think I read somewhere that women of color at a high school are more likely to be dress coded than white white women that go there. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm white, so I don't know if I can speak on that, but. I wouldn't doubt it. And that's also, I think, something that needs to be addressed. And every, like I said, everyone should be subject to the same rules equally. There shouldn't be any kind of, any groups that get off better than other people just because they're boys or they're white or anything like that. And so are there any other examples, like either yearbook or dress code that you want to mention? Um, I don't think so. I think I pretty much touched on everything that I've personally experienced. Um, personally, I was lucky enough that I didn't ever get any written documentation or any formal punishment for get, for dress code violations. I mean, the worst things I got were just embarrassment and being scolded by, by administrators. And I hate to say that obviously some girls haven't gotten off as easy as I have and I feel for them. And I just really hope that the county learns from situations like this and really does reconsider if their dress codes are fair or necessary in 21st century. All right, Katie Lowe, thank you so much for coming back to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedanta Kari. I really appreciate it, especially because it's summertime and uh, you're a very busy person and also taking (laughs) a break because you work at Universal, I believe, still. 
Yes, I'm also working in Ponte Vedra for the summer. I'm kind of doing double duty. <laughs> yeah, so I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Oh, it was no problem. Thank you for having me.